Max Wiley and I'm reporting from the RSS annual conference, which this year comes from Belfast. I'm with Kevin Johansson, who is from the expert group for Sami Statistics, based in Norway, who is delivering a session on statistics to ensure welfare for ethnic minorities. Welcome, Kevin. And for those in, uh, not in the know, can you tell us um, who the Sami people are, yeah. where they're based? It's, uh, it's an indigenous uh, people uh, based in Norway, Sweden, Finland and uh, Russia. And uh, we think that there might be something like uh, a little under 100,000 Sami uh, people altogether, but the numbers are not totally, we are, we are not totally sure about that yet. Uh, there were also originally 10 different Sami languages, so it's not only one of them, but mostly because of assimilation, but also partly because of other reasons, uh, many of those uh, languages are now distinct. So in Norway, for example, there are three different uh, Sami languages uh, that are spoken daily. The biggest one uh, has between 20,000 and 35,000 speakers, and the smallest one has only 600 people uh, speaking it. So uh, so that is the situation. Um, so tell us a bit about your talk. Yeah, uh, well, uh, we're going to focus on uh, how we develop uh, Sami statistics, because uh, that has been uh, relatively tricky when we started with it. Uh, 12 years ago, we had to start totally from scratch. There were hardly any Sami statistics uh, available. We had to start making it. We had to make phone calls, find out, for example, how many um, Sami students you have who study the Sami language, how many people who speak uh, Sami language. We didn't have any of those numbers at that time, uh, which made it very difficult for politicians when they should develop uh, a, a policy on how to strengthen and uh, vitalize uh, Sami languages, for example. It was the same case with uh, uh, health issues. Uh, how many Sami patients uh, did you have? And did they have any other needs than, for example, the minority population in Norway and so on? So uh, when we are now uh, kept on and this uh, project for 12 years, we, have, uh, we publish annually a book on Sami statistics on uh, several topics. And uh, that has been, so to say, the, the Bible for politicians for how to, <laughs> to deal with uh, numbers for Sami the Sami population. And how did you go about putting together the statistics on the Sami people? That is a very good question because it was a very hard uh, job. Uh, as I said earlier, we started uh, more or less on scratch. We had to find out uh, everything by ourselves. We had to just make phone calls to all the municipalities in Norway. We spoke with hospitals, we spoke with schools, we spoke with everybody who had any, in a way or another, any touch with uh, Sami people, any contact with, uh, with Sami people. And, so uh, that way we started to gather information and uh, get numbers. In the beginning it was maybe not the most accurate because we didn't know if we reached everyone. But uh, now after 12 years we are quite sure that the numbers we present now are pretty correct. And um, did you encounter kind of any challenges along the way? There are very many challenges. If I should uh, mention uh, the most important one is the feelings because uh, some people have uh, been under what you call discrimination and assimilation for very, very many years. Uh, because of that, they don't necessarily have very much faith in the government or in uh, research and so on. So not all of them wanted to give out any information. They didn't want to admit if they were Samis or not. Uh, I can understand that because their generation, like two generations ago, if you in Norway happened to be registered as a Sami, that would only have a negative impact on you. So. Uh, 
the older Sami people, we had to uh, work quite hard with to convince them that this was actually for the good of the Sami people. Uh, the younger people are uh, much easier. They don't see. They don't have the same uh, experience. So for them, it's uh, it's not a problem. So it's much easier to uh, work with them to develop uh, Sami statistics now than it was when we started. And what did you learn about the Sami population? Uh, we have learned a, a lot of things. Uh, there are when you, when the majority create. Uh, statistics on uh, Samis and on other indige indigenous people, it's very often focused on the differences and uh, what uh, the minority is lacking, according to the, like if you compare with the majority population, that would mean that they very often point out that they have less edu education, lower income and so on. Uh, we have also found other things that uh, maybe the majority statisticians uh, who represent the majority not always uh, think about, that. for example, the family ties within Sami societies are, um, can be of a big benefit for Sami people in, uh, also in uh, difficult uh, times of uh, life and so on. So it's, uh, it is a complicated uh, question to answer, but it's, uh, yeah, we have found out some good things and some things that uh, we have to work very much on. Uh, this uh, month we are publishing uh, an article on uh, sexual abuse in Sami societies and when we see what how the situation is there we see that uh, also within the Sami society we have a lot of uh, issues that we have to work on ourselves to to uh, make better um, and that leads me nicely onto my next question which was how do you think these stats will help policymakers in the future yeah i think we, it will help a lot and, and the response we we get from both uh, politicians in the Sami parliament, but definitely also from politicians in the Norwegian uh, parliament, is that uh, this is what they use when they develop uh, uh, politics on, uh, on the areas. Uh, they uh, finally get uh, knowledge on how the situation actually is that they didn't have before. Uh, like uh, when I used to work for the Sami parliament myself back in the days, uh, very often we unfortunately had to make uh, guesses on how... Uh, the situation where sometimes those guesses were re relatively correct, sometimes they appear to be not that correct. So uh, now it's uh, much easier to make a, a policy that uh, actually works for the benefit of the Sami people. And what are the next steps for the project? Uh, we're going to continue uh, publishing uh, statistics uh, on the issues that are important for uh, for Sami people and also for the for the government and knowledge for the majority for resources and so on. Uh, the main focus will probably be on uh, on education and on uh, health. Uh, we see that those two uh, topics are uh, are very important. So, but we also uh, focus more now on uh, publishing uh, statistics in Sami languages to use this to as a mean to to strengthen and vitalize the, the Sami languages. So. Uh, it's both a question of the content, but also on which language we publish it in. And how do you think these um, new statistics will kind of help tackle prejudice in those communities? I, uh, I hope and I think that it's going to help the situation quite a bit. We recently published an uh, article on uh, discrimination against uh, Sami people in Norway, and uh, the numbers are very clear it's a nine times uh, higher chance that you are discriminated in Norway if you are a Sami than if you belong to the, to the majority. In, uh, so very, very many Sami people uh, have uh, at least once in their life and in many cases 
uh, once, uh, at least once uh, this last year, been uh, discriminated for several reasons. Uh, we have also seen that um, it's very high numbers, unfortunately, on domestic violence and violence against uh, Sami women is extremely high. Uh, so these are things we, we're focusing on a lot right now. So uh, we almost uh, force the politicians to, to make a stand and to actually deal with these issues in a way to, to solve the problem. All right, thanks very much, yeah, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you.